Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. So Holly. Hi Carol. You know, one of my favorite trees is the weeping willow. I like it too. Good. That's something we have in common. But, you know, when I heard of a haunted house named Willow's Weep, I just had to research it. This house is said to be so haunted, it's been featured on several shows like The Unexplained on the History Channel, which okay. is, um, I think, hosted by William Shatner. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. And there's a, like a documentary being made about the house really? uh, by current owner Dave Spinks. Where is this house located? Well, hey, hey now. <sighs> Can't all wait You're patiently. so eager. <laughs> so eager to get to the nuts and the bolts. <laughs> I cannot wait. This owner, Dave Spinks, who's a paranormal investigator, he had 30 years of background researching haunted houses, and he became interested in buying Willow's Weep after he heard about all the activity associated with the home and witnessed firsthand the hauntings himself. Ooh, cool. Yep. The house is located, Holly, near the tiny town of Cayuga, Indiana. Oh, in the Midwest. The Hoosiers. Hey. And was built way, way back in 1890. It Mm. is super creepy. Mm. It is said that the house was built by a high-level degree mason, so like a 32nd, 33rd degree mason. Does that mean that's a high mason? I don't know what the number means. Uh, I think so. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if much about masons. Higher degrees than thirty-three, because I'm not a mason. But and I think it's secret after that. Today, I was riding up in the elevator, and I'm on the fourth floor. Yeah. And this guy was in the elevator with me, and he gets off, and he looks back, and he goes, "Where are you going?" And I. I was just facing out. I didn't realize we were at the fourth floor yet. But I looked at him and I go, oh, to the secret floor that's above the fourth floor that you don't know about. Bye. And I left the, the door shut. He's like looking at me like I'm crazy. But, you know, there's always that thought. Somebody's partying upstairs and I wasn't invited. Somebody knows about the secret The floor. secret floor four and a half above floor. the floor. Have you ever seen the movie Being John Malkovich? I think I did. Wasn't that about him living in an air conditioning building, like in the tunnels? Uh, well, so, no, it's, um, God, who is it? <laughs> do, it's, I, do I have that wrong? John Cusack works in a building where there is a half a floor because the architect who designed the building had a love for little people. Was it Andrew Lloyd Wright? Yeah, yes, it was. They would get to the half a floor and then they'd have to pry open the elevator doors and then they'd have to crawl up into the floor and all the people were... We're working there. They were <laughs> As I was saying, um, it's super creepy. And this mason who built the house, he built it so that it was in the shape of an upside down cross. What? And Wait, the shape of the house? Yeah. The current owner, he tried to research this, but the house was never listed as a Masonic temple or a church. However, due to the weird symbology and the sigils in the home, the owner feels it could have been maybe even a secret meeting location. There are four entrances and exits, which is super strange for a small house, and they're all strangely placed in corners. Yes, we can see the picture, Holly. <laughs> that's, that's 
that's going on the website. I know. It's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. And over each door is carved a wooden triangle. On all the door frames, there are symbols, and the sides have carved notches and trenches cut down them, which are said to represent the Temple of King Solomon. Hmm. The home was, and, and for those of that you don't know, King Solomon is said to be kind of like a sorcerer. I know that's terrible because he was in the Bible, but like he was into magic and stuff. Really? These entrances and exits are all placed in the corners of the home. Isn't that weird? That is kind of weird. The land itself is reported to have many ancient burial sites and was said to have been an area in which a major violent battle was fought between the Native American Indians and the French. Mm. The house also sits at a crossroads and coincidentally is nearby the convergence of two rivers. Hmm. Well, you know, it's been said water is a huge conductor of paranormal activity. Yes, yes. There's a lot of homes by rivers that get haunted and they say that the water is connected to spirits. I believe that. I've heard that before. And of course, you know, there's that story of meeting the devil at the crossroads. Ooh, nice tie-in. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Can we throw in some The Devil Went Down to Georgia? Sure. Okay. Some fiddle music? Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's what you hear at the campfire, yeah. Holly. There's also... That's what you hear at my campfire. <laughs> there's also a funny story regarding why the county itself is shaped so funny. I guess it has, like, this really funny shape. The owner said in an interview that during the wars, there was a chief who met with the French leader, and because they couldn't have an agreement regarding the land... He stuck his spear in the ground, which I guess then created a shadow from the sun as like a line on the ground. And, and then the chief said, okay, this is our side and this is your side. So that was that. Oh, that's cool. The house, yeah. So the house has a long list of reported activity and deaths associated with it, starting with the first owner. And it's said that his son was eaten alive by pigs on the property. What? <laughs> oh my God. Seriously. Oh, that's nothing. And then a former owner, Brenda Johnson, said the house tried to kill her and her husband on several occasions. (laughs) She she won't even go into the house alone anymore. She feels the home is so extremely evil. She said that uh, when they were trying to do some remodeling on the home, the tools would consistently break. They kept having accidents. Her husband even suffered a heart attack. And she said that while they were working on the home, she kept feeling like she was being poked in the back. And one time, claw marks appeared down her entire torso. And, and, a shadowy figure came up to her, she said, right in her face, and it smelled like rotten meat. Well, once again, what we've learned from this podcast is when you try to remodel a haunted house, it gets pissed off. Yeah. And it lashes out. And clearly this house is no different. And I just don't know why that is. Because, like, if I were a ghost and somebody was, like, repainting the place and doing, you know, nice stuff to it, I'd be happy. So when they pulled up the flooring, they found a weird pamphlet. Uh, it was like a book on the occult between the subfloor. This pamphlet was printed, like, in 1985, and it was called, Is There a Real Spirit World? And it was distributed by a local Christian church, but the subject matter was bizarre in that it talked about necromancy, spells, and demon conjuring. Brenda ended up marrying the next door neighbor and the family had get togethers together, picnics in the backyard. And one time her three-year-old niece was over and she was waving to a window in the house. When asked who she was waving to, she said, oh, the little girl up there, which of course none of them could see. A few minutes later, her niece started screaming 
saying the girl flew down from the window and bit her on the face. Yeah. And creepy. sure enough, in a few minutes, everyone witnessed a bite mark appearing on her face. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. That's really weird. The house is reported to cause feelings of depression and suicidal influences. There was a family member whose mother had progressed cancer and some say died in the house by a drug overdose. But other living relatives dispute this report, saying, no, the mother died at the hospital from heart failure. But, again, there were talks of eyewitnesses who swore they saw her being taken from the house with a sheet over her body on a stretcher. And the husband later had an extreme change of personality and ended up taking his own life by shooting himself as he sat in the living room chair. So she also reported that a lady who had several failed marriages while living in the home had a daughter who went missing one day and was never found. The older brother of the missing girl became so upset, he ended up hanging himself inside the home. Now, this story has not yet been substantiated except by word of mouth because the lady had always used an alias. So there was nobody in the town who knew her real name. And unfortunately, she's now deceased. There was also an older gentleman who had lived in the home and over the years became more and more reclusive after his wife, Mary, passed away. He had weird behavior and he would drive to town for groceries, but then he would leave his car and then walk all the way home. People said he refused to use or live in any of the rooms in the house except for the bathroom. (laughs) I know what you're going to say. It was said that he was found dead in the tub. And I know, maybe the poor guy had IBS. <laughs> I can relate. Can you relate? He can't, he can't leave the bathroom because his health is so poor. He's got to be near that toilet 24-7. He's got to be in the, on the yeah. toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost hunters who have researched the home say that some have gotten physically ill by just being on the property. To keep the doors from shutting and opening, they place big rocks in front of the doors, but these boulders would just get hurled across the floor. Hmm. Sounds of cutlery can be heard knocking and there have also been some great footage captured on youtube of shadow figures and pictures of like weird eerie faces ghost hunter amy ald said one time her crew was standing in the living room and the entire floor raised up an inch and came back down Hmm. did they get that on video i don't know but she said she felt super sick to her stomach and when discussing her experience she felt like this evil entity holds good spirits who have died um, hostage there in the house. Oh, that's really fucked up. That's her interpretation. Oh, jeez. The current owner does believe witchcraft was practiced because he found a strange fire pit under the crawl space underneath the house. He said it was really bizarre because there's not much room to maneuver. So it's pretty weird to think what it was doing there. And it has ashes still in it. So somebody was doing some burning under the house. Mm. He thinks there might be people buried under the house, and he feels there is so much to be discovered still about this house. He thinks the doors might be portals in the home to the other world, and he has agreed with the former owner that nobody can ever live in this house again. So when he bought the house, his idea was to have the house become like a working laboratory for researchers who are trying to communicate with the afterlife. Oh, so now, are they, and they're researching now? Yeah. 
So um, there's just so much crazy stuff going on. There's even stories regarding the willow tree outside in the yard attacking people. <laughs> like in Poltergeist? I guess. Did that happen in Poltergeist? Did you not see Poltergeist? I don't really remember Poltergeist that much. The tree coming through the window during the lightning storm? I just remember Harry Potter and the tree whomping people. No, that's a whole different experience. Okay. Yeah. So what happened in Poltergeist? The little kid is staring at a thunderstorm and he's freaked out. He's laying in bed and the tree comes alive and it reaches through his window and grabs him and tries to eat him. Yes, it's a lot like that. The former owner's son tried to trim the tree and got injured. Uh, Then a neighbor who also tried to groom the tree, fell, breaking his back. And another visitor who drove out to the house and was hearing all the stories about the tree and the house told the owner he didn't believe any of that. So he took out his pocket knife and cut off a dangling branch and tossed it temporarily on his car. Well, the next day he was injured in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Isn't mm-hmm. that crazy? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the tree is haunted. Yeah, the tree is definitely... It's basically the land is cursed. Right. So, quite a lot of activity, and I did read that the new owner has kept the blood-stained chair in the house from the guy who shot himself. Oh, what? Yeah, so that's kind of gross, in my opinion, but he feels that that would create a connection with the people who are doing the investigating. It's one place where I don't want to go on Halloween or at any other time. Ever? I'm pretty convinced that a house that has that much... Um, you know, depression and deaths yeah, associated a, with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. it's got a lot of negative. That would be a lot of saging. To a lot of saging. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I think I would pass too. And I love willow trees. So I hate to think of a willow tree as being like evil. Or trying to eat you. Right. Like in Poltergeist. I recently went to the beautiful island of Hawaii. Woohoo! For a vacation. It was magical. Living in the Pacific Northwest in the middle of winter, you start to forget what beauty and love is and what light looks like. <laughs> and so when you leave and you go on this magical transportation vehicle called an airplane and you sit there for six months, six, six months, six, 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 for six, six hours, hours <laughs> I think. We sit there for six hours and then you arrive at this island and then you get off the plane and it's sunny and it's warm and everything. There's like a fine mist in the air. And did you have snow cones? Those are the best. Uh, No, we did not have snow cones, but we did have lots of Mai Tais, which are kind of like a snow cone, Mm -hmm. an adult version. So my point is, is that Hawaii reset my battery. I've fully charged back with sunlight and I came back here. I feel much better now. Like, I feel like everything is just kind of evened out within my soul. I think that um, hopefully my sister and I are going to try to go back once a year. I don't know if we'll be able to pull it off, but we're going to try. Maybe my mom will come too. I don't know. We'll see. That's great. You didn't take any rocks off the island, did you? No. Or sand or anything or coral? Not on purpose. Okay, good. I don't want you to be cursed. Just a little thing they have. Do you have, get cursed if you do that? If you take something like that from oh, the Oh, yeah. Wall? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Well, yeah. now you tell me. Couldn't you have warned me before I went? I, I really thought the natives that live there would have told you if they saw you taking something. No, they wanted me to take a lot of things, and they wanted a lot of money for the things that I took. <laughs> now, I think it's different if they give you a gift. 
I think that's different. But if you're buying it, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think so. so anyway, in honor of my magical trip to the Hawaiian Islands, I decided to do a Hawaiian ghost story. I went to the island of Oahu, which is where Honolulu is, and that's where this story... Actually, there's a couple little stories that took place around one particular area of the island. It's got kind of a legend to it, um, but for various reasons. I kind of think that the majority of these stories are made up and probably for the tourists, but there is one story that did happen and is well documented in, in the media. Uh, my story is about Morgan's Corner. Of course, this is, I'm going to butcher these Hawaiian names. So for all you Hawaiians out there, I'm really sorry. I did not mean to be disrespectful. I just do not know the proper way to enunciate these. But Morgan's Corner is located on Nua'ani Pali Drive. Sorry. Sounds good to me. And um, it's a sharp S-shaped turn. It looks like it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, like in the in the tropical part of Hawaii like it's it's there's not much around there but it's named Morgan's Corner after a doctor James Morgan who lived on the S curve from the 1920s to the 1940s so off of this S curve um, and I'm, I'm making a motion with my hand it's basically just a hairpin turn is what okay it is. and at the arch of the turn um, there's a little area off to the side that you can pull a car onto or a couple cars and then off of that there's like a little waterfall Ooh, sounds so lovely. It's, it's kind of a nice little spot. And it's also known to be a heavy makeout spot for lovers to go and park there. So that's where a lot of these stories derive from. One of the stories I found was about a couple back in the 1970s or the 1980s. They went to Morgan's Corner and they parked. They were making out. It was late at night and they started hearing the sound. And it sounded like a jump rope hitting the pavement of the road weird and, yeah so they look out their window and they see a girl a teenage girl young teenage girl and she's skipping rope skip 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 thanks for the sound skip, effects holly down the road it's 11 o'clock at night it's dark and they're like what the hell is that girl doing there right and she's skipping closer and closer to their car oh no so skip skip Ew, that's really creepy. Isn't that creepy? (laughs) This is why I like this story. She's skipping her rope closer and closer and closer, and they're just watching her in amazement. Like hypnotized. Yeah, but as she gets closer to their car, they're able to kind of see her better, and they see that she had no chin, and most of her face was missing or in a great state of decomposition. They started to freak the fuck out. So, of course... The guy puts the key in the ignition. He's trying to start the car. And, of course, the car is not going to start. Like every horror movie. Exactly. And, of course, the girl is getting closer. Skip, Uh. skip, skip, skip. And they are full-blown panic mode. They are so freaked out. (gasps) Finally, she gets all the way to their car. She walks up. And she puts her hands on their hood. And immediately, the car starts up. Oh, so, she blessed the car. I don't know them. exactly what she did to the car, but they threw that car into gear and they got the fuck out of there as fast as they could. The story goes that back in the late 1960s, there was a bypass road that ran right through that area. And there was a high school football player who was a senior and he lived there in town. And he asked out this freshman girl on a date. 
and she was very excited and she accepted. So the two of them went to a drive-in and had a great time. And then on the way back, he, uh, the girl was thinking that he was going to take her home down the main road, but instead he turned off onto this bypass road. Well, the bypass road went right by Morgan's corner. And she knew, based off the way he was taking her, where he was headed and what he expected from her. And so she started to panic. And she was like, you know, I just want to go home. I don't, I don't want to go to Morgan's corner. I just want right. to, you know. And he was just kind of ignored her, took her to the spot, and then made his move. And she was like, I'm really not interested in this. And he did not care. And so they started to struggle. She slapped him really hard, and that made him really angry. So he reached into his back seat, and he pulled out a jump rope. I was wondering when the jump rope the jump would make rope an appearance. Makes an appearance. He wraps it around her neck and he strangles her <gasps> to death. Pulls tightly until she no longer can move. What a jerk. Mm-hmm. And so he realizes that, okay, I, I killed her. So he takes her body out of his car. He drags her off into the bushes. And then he leaves her laying there face down. And a couple days later, the cops show up and they see her body laying face down. So they roll her over, and they see all the ground bugs have eaten away her chin oh, and the lower part of her face. God, okay, Holly, this is so gross. I know, right? It's great. <laughs> Holly always has the grossest stories. They're oh. amazing. So anyway, that's one of the stories about Morgan's Corner. And there's another one, but I think I'm almost entirely sure this one's made up because it's kind of a common ghost story. But I'll tell you anyway because um, it's kind of a classic, and they've They've married it to Morgan's Corner. Again, it's another story about a couple that's out at Morgan's Corner and they're making out and they decide that they need to go home. So they go to start the car and the car won't start and the car is out of gas. So the boyfriend's like, okay, I'm going to take my gas can. I'm going to walk in, get, a, get some gas. I'll be back. And the girl's like, all right, I'm going to stay here. So the, the boy leaves and she's sitting there waiting for him in the car and it's a it's a stormy night it's real windy outside the tree branches above the car scratching the roof of the car she's mm. just sitting there waiting and waiting can you make some sound effects <laughs> yep yep cool yeah <laughs> not as scary as the other story i know she keeps waiting for him and waiting for him and he's not coming back he's not coming back so finally she just falls asleep and the next morning she wakes up because she hears someone yelling and she opens her eyes and there's police officers and they're all around her car Ooh. and they have their guns drawn and they're yelling at her to get out of the car. So oh, man, she's that's like, terrifying. yeah, it's really scary. So she gets out and they're like, walk towards us and do not look behind you. So she gets out of the car and she walks towards them. But of course she's like, why can't I look behind me? So she does. She turns around and her boyfriend is hanging upside down from the tree. His torso has been split open and all of his guts are hanging out. Okay. And the tips of his fingers are tapping on the roof of the car. So that was not, not the, branches the branches of the tree. It was him that she heard all night. So now that is a okay. very common ghost story. It is? They can, yeah, that's... A lot of people have said that ghost story happened in their neighborhood. You know, it's just... I have never heard of that. It's very common. It's like the guy with the hook oh. that goes and he kills the boyfriend. It's very similar to that. Okay. So that's why I'm pretty sure it's bullshit. But it's a good story. So the real story about Morgan's Corner, the one that... <laughs> Shut up. The real story around Morgan's Corner... Yeah, what is the real story, Holly? <sighs> Thank you for asking, Carol. 
The real story takes place in 1948. Um, there's a woman named Teresa Wilder. Um, she was actually a neighbor to Dr. Morgan. She ended up becoming murdered by two escaped convicts in the area. The two convicts were breaking into people's homes in the area when they smelled her dinner cooking oh. and decided that they were hungry, <laughs> which led them to her house. That would never happen at my house. <laughs> Don't have to worry about those smells coming from Carol's kitchen. It's all vegetables. It's all vegetables. She was bound, gagged, and she suffered a broken jaw, and she suffocated to death in her own bed. The convicts were caught and convicted for the murder, and they received the death penalty. But because the death penalty was so controversial in Hawaii, their sentences were reduced. One died in prison from unknown causes, and the other was eventually released. And it is said that Ms. Wilder can still be heard screaming for her life late at night in that area. That sounds like such a lovely place to go visit. Did you visit the place, No, because I didn't actually learn about the story until after I got back. Oh. And I decided I wanted to do a ghost story about Hawaii. They did have, I think that they did have ghost tours um, that you could take on the island. And had I had more time and money, I would have tried to do that. But um, no, but if I go back, I'm definitely going to go find this place. Because yeah. I think that will be really interesting. That would be really cool. Yeah. So anyway... That is the ghost story of Morgan's Corner in Oahu, Hawaii. I love it. Thank you. That was great that you were so productive and was thinking about, you know, how you could tie your vacation in with ghost stories. Maybe you can use it as a tax write-off later. There was, yeah, maybe. Probably not, but anyway. Probably not. <laughs> oh, that's right. We have to make money with the show in order to do that. We were on, a, <laughs> on the island tour. At one point, our tour guide told us the highway we were on, and I don't remember which highway it was, but he said that when they were building the highway, they came across a lot of graveyards and a lot of dead bodies, and that oh. when they would come across a dead body, construction for the day would stop. Everybody would go home and they'd have to call a, a medical examiner in to determine how the body, how the person died. But they'd also have to call in a special Hawaiian, I don't remember what he said it was, a priest or something, that would have to verify if it was a Polynesian Hawaiian person. Um, just to make sure that they have to have special rights for their burial. Oh, wow. Which I thought was also kind of interesting to hear That's about. That's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So anyway... Thanks, Holly. Aloha, Carol. Aloha, everyone. Josh, do yep. I sound normal? Yes. Okay. Well. I wonder. <laughs> Normal-ish. <laughs> as normal as I can sound. <laughs> I know it's your handy-dandy notebook, but I'm stealing it. Hold on and close it. What I don't it? want you to see me in my secret notes. I know. What do you I... use that? Is that notebook for everything? <laughs> Pretty much. Is that like your whole life? I have multiple notebooks like that that I've used throughout the years where I just, oh hey, hey, you just stay out of there. <laughs> I make like my to-do list. She's got daggers. I've had different business ideas in there. I mean, I know my stick, my post-it notes look really intimidating. That's, yeah, I mean, it's good that it's just in one place. Like you have like 10 different notebooks. You just have... Yeah, <laughs> one that looks very confusing. Would be, I'm sure it would be a very interesting insight into your mind. So many yeah. things in there. Don't you ever look inside of I it. Won't, no. <laughs> I had an idea, Holly. You okay. know like how when kids, they're in grade school, or no, I think it happens in junior high and they get sent to outdoor school. I went in the sixth grade. 
I think they should ho- they should rethink that whole thing uh-huh. and send them to like prison school oh, where they yeah. get to spend, you know, a couple of days Hang at a prison. <laughs> <laughs> eat prison food. That that's similar to the scared straight program where kids go and visit convicts in jail and then the convicts get up in their face and start screaming at them and Is that a real them, thing? Or something I've you're seen, inventing? I've seen that before. But oh. they don't spend the whole week with them. They just go for like an afternoon. And then these prisoners like basically circle them and they're like, You wanna live in here, bitch? I think a prison camp is a really good idea. And for those people who don't know what outdoor school is, because not everybody goes to outdoor school. Oh, that's country, right. Yeah, it is, it is something that happens in the Pacific Northwest for sure. I don't know where else it happens. It probably happens in other woodsy-like areas. But <laughs> essentially, you go to camp for a week. I went to Camp Arowana which is rhymes with camp oh, marijuana. marijuana. I, I swear to God. Because, you know, I'm thinking what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. I swear to God that's what it was called. And um, it was up on Mount Hood. And we went for a week. And then you just learn about the woods and the environment. And we learned about erosion and different woodland creatures. Did you learn about the mushrooms with the red spots on them? <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't taught to us by our teachers. I learned on my own about that. Thanks, was Holly. That, was that not as funny as the last time? No, but that was good. I get like scared. I do too. I get it scared. is. There's Dude, a lot of pressure. Like, I can't yeah. imagine a live event. I'll be like, Xanax, please, Xanax. <laughs> Were there weeping willows surrounding Willow's Weep? Oh, you're so getting ahead of me. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Eminem lately, so I've been rhyming a lot. <laughs> I'm really getting good at it. That that picture blows my mind. I mean, it absolutely looks like an upside down cross. But I suppose if you took it from the other side, it would be a normal cross. <laughs> from here, it just looks like a typical farmhouse. This is the same house, right? Yeah. But from the air, it's like, whoa. That's why it's a secret. It's like, it's secret, but not secret. Interesting. You either have to be a giant or own a helicopter to know it. Back then, think about it. The house was built in 1890. So there weren't helicopters back then. Or giants. There might have been. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't know. Josh, leave all of that in. Oh, I don't sure, even yeah. care. We're not leaving any of that in. <laughs> yeah. He's going to have so much blackmail on us, it won't even be funny. Um, Where am I? Wait, I have these out of order. Shit. I'm just not prepared. <laughs> this is like the night I had to do the Bell Witch, and I Okay, maybe we're only going to get through one story tonight, to be honest. like I, Without my iPad, I'm just useless. Oh, yeah. I had this out of order. (laughs) Oh, my God. You guys, I'm so sorry. Josh, cut all that out. Did you say that? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, I'm just reading now about it, and I'm sorry. (laughs) I just pulled it up. Put your computer away. And it says Cheryl Skinner died of a heart attack. I'm like, that's young. Put your computer away. That's cheating. It is. (laughs) Josh agrees. Sorry. Oh my I just God. thought it was really good and I started reading about it. I'm sorry. God. Do you want to do the story, Holly? <laughs> you can't take Holly anywhere with me. I want it to be all about me. <laughs> I'm scared to say anything. <laughs> well, see, this is why she can't comment because she's like, she she has all the answers because she was like no, reading I, ahead no, before. No. I swear, I just read the one sentence. All right, That's all, all right. I read. All right. <laughs> Okay, Holly. Uh, there's so much to be. D- to the- <clears throat> <laughs>
that did happen and is well documented in in the media. Should I look it up? No. Hey, why don't you that's look it rude. up for me? Carol, that's yeah. rude to do that. How dare you? As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts and all dolls are definitely haunted. Hey guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fireside Phantoms. If you have a spooky story you would like to share with us, send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode.